Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Well, listen, you know, there's going to be some Thursday night games. You're going to have to keep your fingers crossed to see if it's competitive. And this is one of those in Santa Clara tonight. San Francisco, home opener, 2-0. The juggernaut Niners against a giant team that has been awful in six quarters, dominant in two. We're down 60 to nothing before they woke up, uh, if you look at the combined scores of the game and a half before they woke up last week and beat Arizona on Sunday afternoon with the comeback in the second half with a good performance by Daniel Jones. Uh, they, of course, after a couple of days in Phoenix to fly up to San Fran uh, and some injuries, a couple of guys along that offensive line, including Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, uh, throw in the idea that, uh, you know, no Barkley and the Giants who try to do the unthinkable tonight and figuring out a way uh, to get the two and one and beat San Francisco uh, before they take a little respite before Monday night game uh, on the, whatever that day might be, 2nd of October against Seattle. The Giants don't play again until the baseball season is over uh, following tonight. But boy, it's a tall order. And that's why last Thursday was such a, or Sunday, was such a very important game for the Giants to win. Because if they ever did not come back and beat uh, Arizona, not only would half of America have been knocked out of survivor pools, me included, uh, they would have been in a situation probably staring at 0-3 uh, where they would would have you know maybe even been out of it as far as the NFC East is concerned, considering the other three teams uh, are a combined six and zero. Washington, you wouldn't think, would be this good for this long, but the other two, yes, Dallas and Philadelphia. So that is how important that second half was, and it looked bleak for such a long period of time down in the Valley last week, and the Giants uh, got the job done. I, you know, you don't want to ever call a game a house money game, but if I was a Giant fan tonight, my number one concern would get out of there relatively healthy. I mean, I know that sounds crazy. You don't want to forfeit the game like that uh, without giving yourself, you know, these are competitors, these are professional athletes, but uh, that would be my number one concern. You know what? I, I don't want to get bludgeoned, but the most important thing here, if I'm Brian Dable, is to make sure I'm relatively healthy after this juggernaut of a schedule right out of the gate. Dallas, the first game on a Sunday night, a road trip to the West Coast with a Thursday after a Sunday, have to stay out in the West Coast. I mean, San Francisco and Dallas playing the two best teams in the conference uh, the first 12, 13 days of the regular season. I mean, that's a tall order, even though Arizona was in the middle. That's a very tricky order. So if I was Dable tonight, that is the first thing I, I, I would say, you know, let's try not to get embarrassed. I know you can't think this way if you're head coach. I'm just being realistic. But let's try not to get embarrassed, and then let's try to sit there and make sure we are relatively healthy when we get on a plane coming back east uh, on the red eye tonight from uh, San Fran. And that that's the way I would look at it uh, because I can't expect to win this game. The Giants, by the way, are the first team in Giants team history not to record a sack or uh, force a turnover in the first two games of the year in their history of the franchise. I mean, if you think about that, they have not recorded the sack yet, and either Dallas or Arizona committed a turnover, so that's a very tall order right there. You know about their offense, now no Barkley, so they're going to play Matt Breida, Eric Gray at running back. That's dangerous. Uh, you know, Waller's good. We understand that, but I want to make sure he stays healthy. I'm not going to go crazy with him tonight. Uh, I mean, I, I it, uh, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, Slayton and a few of the other receivers, Shepard, 
We'll keep our fingers crossed. Huggins, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But uh, this is a very tricky spot for New York tonight against the 49ers, who start the day, uh, no matter what list you might want to look at, uh, start the day on any Power 5 list, wherever, you know, if you're into that after two weeks. And I think after two weeks, your Power 5 lists almost have to be a little bit of a combination of the first part of this year and the last part of last year. So I think the Chiefs would have to be in that top five, probably still the Eagles, only because, uh, you know, uh, although one of them is lost, Philly hasn't looked great. Uh, I think last year has got to count after just two games. But uh, no matter what list you may peruse, uh, I mean, there's no question about it. San Francisco is in the upper echelon of that top five. Maybe you put Dallas one. You know, Maybe you put uh, the Chiefs, Miami, uh, the Eagles. I mean, you probably put Dallas one, uh, Dallas one or San Francisco one and the other two. I mean, that's the way I would do it if I was doing a list. Those are the two best teams in football as we start the year. Ravens might get a little consideration. I wouldn't make them the best team, but they would get some consideration up there too. But that's how good San Francisco is. The quarterback, I mean, he's won every – basically he's been – has won every start, but basically he's been tremendous. Uh, he lost that start to the Eagles. He's been great. I mean, you know, before last week, he became the first quarterback to make his first seven or eight starts in his career with a couple of touchdown passes. Last week in L.A. was the first game. They did not have a quarterback rating uh, of under 95.8. He was Mr. Irreverent. He was picked 266 in the draft. I think it was the seventh round, 266. Might be wrong on the number, but it was 260-something uh, in the draft a couple of years ago out of Iowa State. Uh, you get into that quarterback friendly Shanahan system and all of a sudden you really can blossom and you know they got rid of Lance because of him uh you know they have got rid of Garoppolo because of him I mean they've done really everything because of Purdy I mean he's got a lot of weapons offensively I mean obviously McCaffrey they got him for a full year you know about uh, you know Ayuk may not play tonight but who cares they got enough other guys including Samuel and Kittle they got the best left tackle in football and Trent Williams we all know about how good a coach Shanahan is. Bosa's great on defense. He's going to go up against Evan Neal tonight. And it's not like Evan Neal has, uh, you know, rocked anybody's socks off. The Alabama first-round pick, a couple of years, he's been awful. And he's been a big bu- – well, listen, I don't call him a bust, but he's been uh, not uh, – uh, has not lived up to his advanced billing. Let's put it that way. And Bosa has a good chance to go up against him tonight. And Bosa has not had a quarterback sack yet, although he obviously missed all of training camp. And he's played all the snaps in their first two games. Warner's a great linebacker. Ward and the defensive second. And this is a very good team. I mean, you know, Dallas uh, and San Francisco are the two best teams. San Francisco will get a crack at Dallas in two weeks in Candles in uh, San Fran when Dallas plays there on a Sunday night. And then later in the year, San Francisco will go to Philadelphia and they will play. Uh, that's either a Sunday night, Thursday night, Monday night, whatever it might be. They go there later in the year in early December to take on the Eagles. So all these teams will play one another. Philadelphia will play Dallas twice. San Francisco plays them both. So they will all sort of do a little round robin. It is very, very important. Uh, not so much for the Niners, but it's very, very important to win the NFC East if you're Dallas or Philly, because if you don't, uh, chances are, then you're going to probably have to beat both of them 
in postseason play. And that's asking a lot. Dallas could not do that last year. They were the fifth seed. They got through Tampa, but then they had to go beat San Francisco on the road. They weren't able to do that. And, and then they you know, never got a crack at Philly. Same thing will happen again this year. The loser of the NFC East will play the NFC, will play the, you know, let's say the NFC North, all right, as the fourth seed. And then they'll be lined up with the... Um, you know, if uh, then, then we'll see. It depends whether they're lined up. The six seed wins, they won't have to worry about it. But they'll be lined up as the other teams. So, and then if they win that game, chances are they're going to have to beat the third team. So, the fifth seed's going to have to beat uh, the. You know. Uh, uh, they're going to have to beat San Francisco. They're going to have to win both games on the road, and they're going to have to beat, you know, most likely the other two, most likely the other two teams. Now, if you're the one seed in the NFC East, you don't have to worry about that. Or if you're the one seed, if you're San Francisco, you don't necessarily have to worry about that because you can avoid one of the two teams. So it's important to be the one seed, and it's important, uh, you know, that's the first thing, and you don't want to have to be the second-place team in the NFC East if you're uh, Dallas because then you got to play both San Francisco and Philly on the road, most likely, uh, to get to a Super Bowl. I mean, that's not the story for tonight. That's San Francisco down the road. Niners are in a division they should handle. Arizona, no. Rams, no. I mean, Seattle, they usually beat, and nobody's going to consider the Seahawks, who I think had a good chance to, you know, win 10 games uh, and, you know, be this uh, and make the postseason in that two-hole, which is what they did last year. Remember, Seattle last year made the two-hole, and then they played San Francisco uh, in the first round uh, of the uh, postseason lost, and then Dallas went out there. So, I mean, the Niners uh, you know, in that division with only the one really good team have an advantage. San Francisco played the first two on the road. I mean, were they overly impressive against the Rams? No. They were against Pittsburgh. They played really well. They dominated the Steelers. And, uh, you know, as long as Purdy is this good, and again, I'm not completely convinced that he is the championship-worthy QB for that organization where if they need him in a big spot, I'm not overly, you know, I can't be totally convinced about that. And, I mean, I would have been if they would have beaten Philly last year. He was healthy, but the latter didn't happen. I mean, he played pretty good against Dallas. He played better than Prescott in the NFC Championship game. He didn't have to do a ton against Seattle. He played well, but, you know, it's Seattle. It's at home. I mean, am I completely convinced that Purdy is there, is the is a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Uh, not completely. I, I am not completely convinced of that. Uh, so uh, you know, he's still got a little something to prove. But if he turns out to be that good, yes, then San Francisco could very well be the best team in the NFL. They're that good. They're that balanced. They got all pros and Pro Bowl players all over the place. They got a good blend on defense and offense. They're not a dominant defensive team. They're a good, very good defensive team. But they're not a dominant defensive team and an average offensive team. They're not an average. Uh, they're not a great offensive team and a and, and an average defensive team. They're good at both. Uh, they're very good at both. And boy, if you can do that, that is a major advantage. And they can do that because the quarterback doesn't make a ton of money. And if you have a quarterback who doesn't have to warrant, you know, forty million a year. Uh, and you can, you know, you got that window. They had that window once before with Kaepernick. And if you have that quarterback who is in his rookie contract, meaning you don't have to pay him a fortune, you can spread that money around pretty well and be a very balanced team, both offense and defense. I mean, when you start paying the QB that kind of money, that's when, you know, one side of the ball 
uh, starts to fade. And, of course, with the quarterback getting paid that money, that side of the ball that fades is usually the defense because you don't want to surround a quarterback with no weapons. So, as a result, San Francisco doesn't have to quite worry about that right now with Purdy being in only in his second year. But this is a hard game for the Giants tonight. This is going to be a tough NFC East. I mean, obviously, Washington might be a little better than we think. 2-0, good win in Denver. Sam Howe's played pretty well. Uh, we'll get a little better read on the Commanders this week with Buffalo at home, but they might be a little better than we think. You know, they're going to win seven or eight games. No matter who is at quarterback, that's what they usually do. Maybe Washington wins a little more this year because Howe can make a few other plays. they got a big receiver. I mean, Robinson's a decent running back. Who now? Logan Thomas. I know he's concussed a lot, but good tight end. We'll see. But, I mean, their chances right now of the Giants, you know, they could finish last in the NFC East, which right now is the best division in football. I mean, with the AFC North, you know, collapsing before our very eyes, Chubb, Burroughs injury, Pittsburgh not being as good as we thought. Uh, this is the best in the AFC West with the Chargers 0-2 and, you know, uh, Denver not really having won yet, of course, at 0-2 and the Chiefs having lost the game. This is the best division in football. They got two of the three best teams in the conference in Dallas and Philly and Washington's pretty good and the Giants aren't terrible. So this is going to be a hard road for New York all year long. Uh, I don't expect them to make inroads tonight on that road. What I would expect tonight if I was Dable or if I was a Giant fan. I can't say Dable, he's the coach. But if I was a Giant fan uh, who are very pessimistic about the game, because, you know, listen, geez, I, I, I would be too. I'd say, you know what? Let's try to be competitive. Let's feel good about a defeat if that's possible. And let's get out of there uninjured. That's what I would hope for tonight, most of all. Uh, if I can be competitive in the second half and I keep everybody basically upright, that's a positive. And then I'll worry about the second. And then I'll worry about the season when it resumes on that Monday night when the Seahawks come in. That's the way I would look at it if I was a Giant fan. We shall see. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.